Good morning, everybody. This is the Millionaire Millennials Podcast. I am Zach Rayo, the CEO and founder of Millionaire Millennials. And first, I just wanted to say thank you guys for everyone for tuning in. This is going to be the very first episode that we really hit you guys with some good information. Hopefully, it is on a category that is of high interest to everybody and something that a lot of you can gain a significant amount of knowledge with. And what I am going to be discussing today on episode number two is going to be the 14 rules to the customer development manifesto. So enjoy the introduction and I will be speaking to you guys right after that. The 14 Rules to the Customer Development Manifesto is a step-by-step process for one who is initially in a startup business to get full-blown into a successful implemented business model. Now, the 14 steps are not complex. They're pretty straightforward, pretty simple, and I think it makes no sense to fluffing up anything more. We're going to dive right into it, and I'm going to start with step number one of the Customer Development Manifesto. So beginning, we have step number one, which is there are no facts inside your building, so get outside. What this is describing to you guys right now is to let you understand that you need to get in contact with as many potential customers as possible to understand what the needs of your customers are. You don't make assumptions as to what they need. You go out, you understand what it is, and then you curate and cater a product towards that specific need. So that's what step number one is about, understanding your customer. You can't learn anything from the inside of your building. You can't learn by building the programs you need to first understand what it is you need to solve. Moving on from there, step number two is to pair customer development with agile development. And that is basically kind of reiterating a little bit what step number one is. And that's saying you want to develop a product as you are learning what the customer's needs are. You don't want to come out with a product, not have tested a hypothesis as to whether or not this is going to work and then try to go full force at it because everything's created. You want to understand first what you're building, what is the need, you know, what service are you providing that is going to give your customers the most bang for their buck. And to understand that, you need to pair customer development with the development of your product. So going from there, we're going to hit step number three, which is failure is integral part of the search. And this is one that I think deserves a lot of highlighting because a lot of people think that success or, you know, even even if it's an established business, that there is a road less traveled by that you can just hyperloop into everything and you're not going to run into any delays, problems, or 
disruption. That is a recipe for disaster. You need to understand that failure is an integral part of the business. You need to make, you need to have these failures to understand how to correctly fix these problems, how to adapt to them, how to overcome them. So going into a venture thinking that you're going to do this foolproof is going to really hurt yourself and your ego because the reality is just not the case. You are going to be hit hard with failure and it's just a matter of adjusting, adapting and setting yourself up for a good position so that whatever you failed from previously doesn't happen again and you're actually more inclined to succeed in case this ever happens again so you need to understand that failure is going to happen and that is a highlight of step number three going on to step number four make continuous iterations and pivots so what this is explaining to you guys is to understand that your first swing at bat might not be the best one and so you know you might think let's say you started a shoe company you might think that this design is the hottest thing it's a for sure winner you're, you're gonna you know this is gonna be the one that makes you and you don't get any sales you need to understand that you need to make constant reviews vision and adaptations and adjustments to be able to successfully have a needed product. And again, you know, these steps kind of uh, reiterate themselves one after the other because it goes to just highlight step number three, which is failure is integral to the search. You need to understand that you're going to have to make these pivots on those failures to successfully adapt and readjust yourself for success in the future. And so you need to understand that that is going to be a hugely needed aspect in your business is to constantly readjust and make those iterations and suffer through the pivots so that you can come out stronger and with a much more better valued product than originally started with. Now going on from there, we have step number five, which is that no business plan survives first contact with customers, so use a business model canvas. And what a business model canvas is, is about, I would say like an eight different structured business model plan in the beginning. What it does is it's kind of like your initial hypothesis as to everything that's going to be in the business. So, you know, things that will be added onto this are maybe like your distribution channels, customer relationships, how you plan on communicating with them, getting in contact with them, you know, the various revenue streams that you are going to have as you make money and, you know, have different outlets, resources, you know, who are you going to be using, what are the key businesses that are correlated with your industry that you need to partner up with, and just stuff like that. So basically what this is, is your rough draft to what your company is, how it operates, everything it needs. And it's a canvas because you want to constantly make revisions to it. So the very first one you make will never be the same one that you end up with three years down the road. This is something that you're going to constantly revise, keep improving, keep tweaking so that you have in the final draft of everything, the perfect business model. And so that's what step number five is, is getting that going, understanding that you're going to make constant revisions to the business model and that you want to do this all on a canvas that you can constantly update and reuse. So moving on from five, we're going to go to six, and that is design experiments and test to validate your hypothesis. So this is basically like a live product testing. Now, you you know, you can do this through multiple ways, you know, go door to door and you know, in the final stages that you think 
this is the product for you. You know, you've done your research, you've done the testing. Now you want to validate that what you've put together is what the customer wants. And you can do that through multiple ways. Like I just said, through door to door selling, through speaking gigs, you can do trade shows, stuff like that to just really try to confirm and validate that what you have currently is what the market is looking for. Now going from step six, we're gonna to go to step seven, and that is agree on the market type. Now this is a pretty simple one, but also one that can make a huge difference on how you're gonna go about your business, especially if you've never given it any thought. So the market type is basically explaining, okay, so your business, is this gonna be an existing business model that's already been duplicated and you're starting your own? Is this gonna be a completely new business industry that you're gonna be doing that there's no blueprint for? You're going to try to go with a low startup cost market type or a niche market. You wanna really understand what category your product falls into as far as the market type. And so that way you can kinda of tailor how you're supposed to develop your business accordingly after understanding that kind of information. So after seven, we're going to go to eight, which is startups are not comparable to companies. And that should go without saying, you can't hold yourself to the same standards as a company does. Because with a startup, nothing's set in stone. There's a lot of volatility. There's a lot of tweaking. There's a lot of disruption. Corporations don't have that. Everything in a company is already set. It's structured, you know, very macro detailed. Startups are a blank canvas. And so you need to understand that there is no comparable comparisons to a startup in a company. So don't ever try to make one. Going to step nine is fast decision making. You need to be quick on the gun on what comes your way. You can't stall a decision for weeks on end because every single day you are stalling a major business decision, you are losing money and you cannot allow yourself to lose money at a significant rate, especially because it's over a decision that you can't make up your mind on. So that's very high emphasis on this whole customer development manifesto is making fast decisions. Step 10, and step 10 is passion is mandatory. You have to love the business that you're starting up because otherwise if you don't have that fire, that passion, that you know desire to constantly and every day take the ass whooping that you will be receiving in a startup, your business is guaranteed to fail because you don't have that fire. You know, the first time your back's up against the wall, you're not gonna wanna fight. You're just going to give up, throw in the towel, and that's it. So you need to understand that if you're gonna get into this, you need to have as much passion for what you're about to be doing as humanly possible. Give it your all, understand that, you know, the fight's gonna be a long, tough one, but because of the passion you have, you're gonna fight through, it's gonna be all well worth it, and you know you're not making a mistake because this is what you're destined to do. Now we're gonna go to step 11. Startups and corporation job titles differ significantly. Now, it kind of goes back to step eight, which is startups are not comparable to companies, but you also need to understand that the job titles in a startup versus a corporation are completely uncorrelated. In a startup, you need to have people and execs who are comfortable with uncertainty, chaos, and change. In a corporation, you don't have to deal with that. Everything's structured, everything's, in a, everything's written in a fine line with a silver spoon that says, do this, you don't do that. Startups, you have to develop all these questions and understandings. So you need to understand that the people you bring on need to be fully aware of the 
very different work dynamic that is a startup versus maybe a typical corporation job that most of us are probably more so familiar with than working at a startup. It is a lot more excruciating. It is a lot more intense, but that is also part of the perks and personal achievements and satisfaction that you get with going on a startup is that hardship that you're going to fight through. So after you get to that, step 12, preserve all cash and then spend. You need to preserve as much cash as possible till you find a scalable and repeatable business model that is developable. So you want to hoard and hold as much cash without being cheap. I'm not saying don't put money into advertising. You don't put money into your business. You don't put money into your employees. Now, you want to absorb as much as you can, but you also don't want to suffer the cash flow of the business by being cheap. Preserving cash is just making sure that you don't overspend on inventory off the hypothesis that you're going to be getting 100,000 orders within the next year or two. You want to minimize as much of the spending as possible so that when you find the ideal and perfect business model that you have the cash to hit the ground running because you know you've tested the market, you've gotten the feedback, you've made the developments, you've done the pivots, you've made the tweaks, you've built the team, then that's the time to spend the cash. Not in the beginning development stage, but after the business model has been finalized and successfully developed. Going from 12, move to step 13, which is communicate and share your learning. That is describing within your whole team, not yourself as a CEO to shareholders if that's the case, but communicate and extract ideas and information with the people that you are getting into this startup with. And so what that really helps you with is also getting multiple perspectives on the same thing, but with many different intakes as to how to go about it. So you want people to you know observe any kind of system flaws, any kind of process flaws. And so basically, when you guys all come together after, let's say, a month of hard grinding working, you guys all have suggestions and notes as to you know what can be tweaked about the business, what can be more efficient, what can be more profitable, what can be executed a lot better. And so making time to communicate and share everything that you're learning within the process of doing a startup is a highly essential part of the customer development model and understanding and really hyperlooping your process to getting your business as mainstream as possible because you're getting so many different minds working on the same product solution problem that just one person trying to focus on couldn't tackle on the same that six different individuals in parts of the business can't find much more efficiently and quickly than you could. And so the very last one, guys, is customer development success begins with buy-in. Everyone must agree upon the continuous aspect of learning, discovery, failure, and iteration. And so basically, you need everybody to understand that this is a continually developing process. Even once you find the right model, the right flow, you're still trying to figure out what the next thing is, learning, making failures on adjustments to a brand new product that you're going to be relaunching. And it's just a continuous aspect of the customer development model, really, which is going through all these steps continuously, whether it's through the, the startup of a company or the startup of a new product within that company, there are a lot of things going on and you want everybody to be on the same mindset as to what is going to be involved in this business. And so kind of just you know, that, that's really the main scope of everything, guys. This is what a customer development model is. I'm going to go over all of them. If you want, write them down. But so the 14 rules to the customer development manifesto begins with number one. There are no facts inside your building, so get outside. 
Number two, pair customer development with agile development. Number three, failure is an integral part of the search. Number four, make continuous iterations and pivots. Number five, no business plan survives first contact with customers, so use a business model canvas. Number six, design experiments and test to validate your hypothesis. Step seven, agree on the market type. Step eight, startups are not comparable to companies. Step nine, fast decision making. Step 10, passion is mandatory. 11, startups versus corporation job titles completely differ from one another. Step 12, preserve all cash, then spend. 13, communicate and share your learning. Step 14, customer development success begins with buy-in. And so that's really the whole scope of what the customer development manifesto model is, everybody. If you want to learn more about this, feel free to check out the book, The Startup Owner Manual. Look it up on Amazon. For anybody who wants to understand this process and everything going forward from there, because there's a lot more to it than just this, that is the book to go check out. So guys, I hope this little business category was well worth it. I hope you took something out of it. I hope it was an enjoyable listen. And until next time, everybody, this is Zach Rayo, the CEO and founder of Millionaire Millennials podcast and website, signing out.